I don't know that I've ever been as refreshed and reinvigorated uh, at any point in my career. And I'm in love with the 30 people, absolutely in love. And that's a word that uh, I have struggled to use in my life. I'll be the first to admit that. Episode 205, the need for constant rejuvenation and learning. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is The Game Changers with 2 million listens and downloads and growing every week. The podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, this is going to be a fun conversation because you're coming off of a really cool trip. So last week, you told us that you were going to Toronto to hang out with a 30 leadership, 30 top leadership gurus from around the world. Yep. And... Let me tell you something, Dale. It was, uh, I I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I didn't know if there'd be some outside egos. I suspected there'd be a lot of uh, humility, but but I wasn't certain. Uh, This conference so far exceeded my expectations. It will go down in history as one of the most memorable gatherings in my life. It was absolutely incredible. And I thought I would begin uh, by talking just a little bit about what Global Guru is. Uh, so when you say I've been named a top 30 Global Guru leader in the world, well, so who's the, who's the Global Guru who, who appoints you? And uh, the history of Global Gurus is uh, about 12 years ago, uh, there was a researcher and a computer programmer from India and Russia, and there were a number of universities in that part of the world who were looking for a ranking of speakers and authors and coaches so they could know who to hire and how to make decisions on who to bring in. And they realized that the only list that existed were lists, uh, self-serving lists, published by speaking uh, bureaus in the United States. And presumably, those lists included their favorite speakers. So there was no impartial listing of who were the top leadership gurus in the world. And so they went about putting this together. They uh, initially requested the input of 22,000 academics, CEOs, thinkers, meeting planners, speaking agencies all around the world to identify, to come up with a starting list. And let me tell you how global gurus are uh, evaluated. Number one, it's public opinion. Uh, That counts for 30% of the rank. So once a year, people are invited to vote for their favorite guru on the Global Guru website. But what I like about this, and and so if you've got more fans, you'll get more votes. Uh, That's fair. That's the way the marketplace works. But there's no stuffing in the ballot box because only one vote will be accepted from an IP address. So uh, vote from your phone once, vote from your laptop once, but you won't be able to vote again. If you try to vote again, sorry, your vote's already been tabulated. So that's 30%. Originality of ideas is 30%. Impact of original ideas is 10%. Practicality of ideas is 10%. Presentation style is 10%. Uh, Number of publications and writings, 5%. And guru factor, 5%. And uh, the list changes every year. I've been as high as number six. This year, I'm uh, number 15 because for the first year, uh, this is the first time that I, last fall, last year, last October, November, when the voting takes place, I decided not to ask anybody to vote for me. Uh, in past years, I'd, I'd ask fans and friends 
friends and my mailing lists to vote for me. And I wanted to see what would happen. Well, obviously, there was a bit of a drop. Um, so, so you can bet that I'll be promoting myself this year. So uh, we got together in Toronto and, uh, and a quote came alive for me. Um, I remember once somebody said to Zig Ziglar, uh, he said uh, that uh, motivation uh, disappears very quickly. And uh, uh, Zig Ziglar replied, well, so does taking a shower. I mean, you don't take a shower once. And I mean, you're clean for the rest of your life. You take a shower daily. And the exact same thing with motivation. So I came away extraordinarily motivated. The conference uh, began with Marshall Goldsmith receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, truly deserved, and uh, and his opening comments. And here's a summary of, of what uh, uh, Marshall Goldsmith said. He said, let's come together for this time with no posturing, positioning, or printing. Uh, let's be here to share. Let's be here to be transparent. Uh, let's be here to love one another. And let's be willing to listen to every idea we hear. Well, what I'll tell you what, uh, it that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't know that I've ever felt so loved and appreciated and loving and receiving warmth and giving warmth in my in my entire life. Um, so the conference began with all 30 of us introducing ourselves to the group, and we could do that in any way we wanted. The average length of time, I would say, was uh, five or six minutes. So that obviously took a couple of hours. Then there was a getting-to-know-one-another lunch. And then there were two panels, uh, and I'm grateful that uh, I was selected to moderate the two panels. And one was, uh, what are your best practices for wowing clients? And the other was spreading the wisdom through franchising and licensing. And then we took a break uh, to pre uh, prepare for the evening. And right before the evening's gala dinner began, we had a pop-up panel of the women gurus on, on what it is like to be a female guru. And then we had the gala dinner. And uh, I don't think anybody remained at one table for more than five or 10 minutes. Everybody was every place. And then we had this fun group picture, uh, which will be on my website. And uh, so, I mean, it was just... Um, uh, it was just incredible. And I, so what I, wa what I want to do is I want to tell you what I got out of this, because I think I got some things that we all need to make sure that we get with some degree of re regularity. You know, I'm the guy that is hired uh, to go in and teach people and make everybody feel good. Um, so therefore, I've always got to be on my game. But I don't get to go to many conferences as, as an attendee or as a participant. And I had forgotten about the tremendous impact of, of fellowship and collegiality that can come from gathering with your peers. Uh, that's what was remarkable. So uh, what I learned, what I got, and then I'll take some of your questions, is number one, uh, despite uh, – a very, very intense day of travel to get there, an incredibly intense day, uh, an incredibly intense day getting back from Toronto. Uh, I don't know that I've ever been as refreshed and reinvigorated uh, at any point in my career. And I'm in love with the 30 people, absolutely in love. And that's a word that uh, I have struggled to use in my life. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, the big decision that I made is that from this point forward, I will never have a competitor again, ever. Uh, I will only have colleagues uh, whom I want to achieve their full potential. And, you know, I have, I, I, I think I've done a good job of practicing that. Early on in my life, we've talked about this before, my observation was that uh, everybody either comes from a position of abundance 
or from a position of scarcity. If you come from a position of abundance, uh, you believe there's enough to go around. You want everybody to get theirs. Uh, you want everybody to achieve their full potential. Uh, if you come from a position of scarcity, and we've all known some people who come from that position, um, people who come from scarcity don't believe there's enough to go around. Uh, they need to get theirs while the getting is good. They'll they'll grab onto anything they can because it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I want it to be mine. Um, so throughout my life, um, I think I've done a pretty darn good job of coming from a position of scarcity, uh, especially with my clients and with every audience I have. I, I operate uh, with only one rule. I, I want everybody to achieve their, their full potential. That's the reason we do this podcast. But in terms of people who have been my quote-unquote competitors over the years, fellow authors, uh, fellow speakers, fellow trainers, fellow consultants, I've... Um, I guess I've just remained distanced. Um, I, I certainly have never wished anybody ill will, uh, but I'm a competitive person. And so I didn't really have a lot to do with these other people uh, who are in the same genre that I am. Uh, this weekend changed that. I'm, I'm never going to have a competitor again. I'm only going to have colleagues and anything that I have that they want, um, they can have anything and everything. And uh, I've already had several uh, hour long meetings with others uh, explaining how I run my business, uh, what we do, how we do it, why we do it. And I've just revealed everything. So um, the second thing I picked up was uh, never do business. Uh, th there was uh, just total agreement to this, uh, that there that there is every every business has a right customer and a bad and, and the wrong customer. And we've done podcasts on that. Um, but I, I kind of have come up with a hard and fast rule now that I'm I'm never going to do business with the wrong client again. And again, doesn't happen often, but on occasion it happens. And we all agreed when it happens, it just takes the fun right out of it. And then the big one for me, and we have skirted this issue before, uh, not uh, on the podcast, but I am going to follow Marshall Goldsmith's lead, and I am going to give all the knowledge away for free. And let me uh, refresh your memory a little bit. Last November, I was doing a speech in Bogota, Colombia, and afterwards, a young executive in his mid-30s came up to me and he said, can I have a few minutes of your time? And uh, I said, sure. And so we, we sat down and he said, I'm a big fan. Now, when anybody says I'm a big fan or I've read all of your books, um, I, I'm a little bit dubious about that. But he proved himself. He could tell you something from every book that I read, more than the Cliff Notes version. And he said, I have a question for you. And I said, what's that? And he said, what's going to happen to you when you're gone? And I said, uh, do you know something that I don't know? I don't plan on going anyplace for a long, long time. He said, but no, at some point in time you are. He said, what's going to happen to all of this incredible knowledge that you have amassed over the years, studying 220,000 companies, writing these eight best-selling books? What, uh, what, what's going to happen with the knowledge? How is it going to live on? I mean, don't you have an obligation to share it? And, uh, and so I was, I was kind of thinking about what, what is the commercial reality of that? I mean, should I, should I sell the storehouse of knowledge? And uh, I'm going to follow the lead of Marshall Goldsmith. And that is, I'm just going to give it away. And so in the next couple of months, 
I'm going to be moving to a place uh, where, and you'll obviously be the first in to know, uh, I, I think the way it's going to look is uh, we'll pick some place in the Middle West of America, maybe Chicago, St. Louis, and uh, we'll schedule a several-day training, and uh, it'll be free of charge. Uh, you'll have to apply. Uh, you'll have to make the cut. And, uh, and then you'll come and spend an initial three days with me. And during three marathon days, uh, I will uh, teach you... Uh, I don't know if I can teach everything I know, but I'll teach as much as I possibly can in three days and a result in you becoming certified to teach and speak in my name. And then we'll come up with a follow-up ongoing type of program. But again, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it all away free. So, uh, so if, so that's a big thing for me that came out of this weekend. So, uh, so, so that's what happened. That's what global gurus is. Uh, those are a couple of decisions I've made. Uh, I don't know. Questions. <laughs> Oh, where do I start? So going back to sharing your knowledge, I'm going to, I'm going to start where you ended and then work my way back. So it also reminds me of a story that you tell about Charles Koch and you were one of the few to get in with him. I got the name right. Correct. And you, you, you were one of the few to get in with him and you walked out basically with the book on their strategy. And he said, I don't care who you share that with. Right. Right. It's all about, you know, and I think his point was it's all about execution. Yes. Uh, but, his, yeah, his comment is, uh, he said, you know, we don't treat this stuff like top secrets. Uh, everybody can have it. He said, because the more people who have the knowledge, the more likely you are to have just perfect execution. Yeah. And, and then another quote that sticks in my head, something that we said, you said early on in, uh, in one of the podcasts and, and I never, I can't remember the exact, the exact words, but it went along the lines of secrets are the currency of underperformers. Right. Right. Uh, you know, if you ever meet somebody in a company and they've got the secrets, that means they've got no talent to do anything else. And so, so they're just the keeper of the secrets and, uh, and they maintain their jobs by, by, by keeping the secrets. And uh, if you ever meet somebody with all the secrets and all the institutional knowledge, and, but they don't get any work done, uh, they're, they're bad for the company. Mm. You're, you're exactly right. And then I had an epiphany um, a couple weeks ago on this idea of competitors versus colleagues. I, I've got a friend, um, his name's Greg Patton. He is a tennis coach and he's coached the National USA Collegiate Team. Yep. And he has uh, coached some of the top pro players and he coached Andy Roddick. Right. So Andy um, was really hot back in the mid two thousands. And, um, and we were talking about this idea of competitors and, and it opened my eyes as the coach said, you know, the idea is you want to surround yourself with the best competitors because it brings out the best in you. And if you don't have really good people playing across the court from you, or yep. in your case, if you don't have other speakers with whom you're, you consider colleagues, then you're not being pushed to bring your A game. And when you look at that's truly looking at it from an abundant mindset and when you think about, I want to, you know, I really do want, I want good, you say colleagues, competitors, yep. I want some really great people doing the same thing I'm doing, um, seeking clients in the same area I'm seeking clients, because that's going to make me improve my game, which is ultimately in the best interest of the client. And if you're talking about love, 
that's where the love really comes out. If you really want what's in the best interest of your client, you're going to want that client to have access to top talent, you included. Uh, and you know, to put some meat on those bones, uh, already. Uh, so one of the things when we were sharing best practices, uh, I was, I was told before I moderated these two panels that in addition to moderating the panels, they thought I would have knowledge to offer so that I should feel free to not only moderate, but to also offer a best practice. And so the best practice that I offered, uh, was about the fact that I would not, I would not accept a speech, uh, unless I was going to be spending 60 to 90 minutes with the CEO and having a dozen other conversations with people who are going to be at the event. And I explained to them uh, what I do during that call with the CEO or owner, what I do during the other calls. And uh, already this week, I've had three one-hour conversations with three of the gurus who were there, walking them through step-by-step, and they are immediately implementing. Well, guess what? Um, A lot of audiences are going to be more well-served by people who do that. So you're right. Uh, And I feel like my game will be upped like it's never been before, all amped. And I think all of their games are going to be amped as well. So uh, there's there's an example of what you were talking about. Yeah, no matter what business you're in, there are some specific takeaways uh, from this podcast for you to, to really walk away invigorated. And I'll recap them really quick. Number one, you walked away refreshed and reinvigorated because you purposefully, intentionally went out and spent time with like-minded people who are in your industry. So you've, regardless of your industry, you've got to find them. Yep. You've got to plug in. Yep. Uh, you, you took a different approach and you changed your mindset about your competitors and you turned them into colleagues who are going to help you be better and reach your full potential. Uh, you reinforced the idea that you're never going to do business with the wrong client again. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You never hear good stories about, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> they just raked me over the coals on everything, and, and it turned out to be a great experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just yeah, don't yeah. do that. Nope. And then give all the knowledge away. And I'm going to be the first one to sign up for that one. Uh, and uh, you you will be receiving the very first uh, invitation. And I am going to be uh, – uh, I'm going to move – uh, decisively uh, on this, I'm uh, I'm feeling very very excited about it. So Marshall and I will be having uh, because Marshall has done the exact same thing. Marshall initiated it, and uh, so I'll be having some ongoing uh, conversations with Marshall uh, about all the logistics, etc. But uh, I, I think it's going to be that first three day in person meeting, then a lot of Zoom time, um, and uh, I'm really I'm really excited about it. Very excited about it. Fantastic. Any final words for us? Yeah, uh, I, I am a guy, I mean, not inside the house and not inside my family. I've never had problems with the L word, the love word. Um, but when I, when I hear it used casually, uh, I, I just always wince sometimes when I've heard it or I've, or I've kind of stood back and looked askance at the person using the L word a little bit, but I, I, and, and I've got a good friend, Tommy Spaulding. You may know the name. He's written a couple of uh, successful books and uh, he's on the speaking circuit. And uh, he and I have been, he and I've been friends for a long, long time. Uh, in fact, I think I was instrumental in uh, getting him his book, first book contract. And uh, uh, we met at a Disneyland resort many, many years ago. And he said, tell me about the business and how can I do this? And, uh, and he, he writes a, a neat blog and it's uh, it's an irregular blog. It, it shows up in my uh, email inbox. I don't know uh, a dozen times a year, perhaps. And and the and the email always ends with love. 
Tommy. And I've always looked at that love Tommy. So uh, several emails ago, I started responding to his emails with mine saying, love Jason. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I sent a gift to a colleague in Australia. And I wrote XX00XX, loved our, love you and loved our working together or all the work we did together. Um, you know what? There was just so much love and warmth among among the gurus. It, it went beyond being collegial. And what a wonderful feeling. And so I guess my final thought is this. You'll always gain something by giving love. Mm, fantastic. That's the challenge this week. Find an opportunity to show some love. Okay. Thank you very much, Jason. Jason Jennings, the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website at jason-jennings.com. If you'd like, definitely drop Jason an email, share a story, jason at jason-jennings.com, the email address. While you're out there, be sure to rate and review this podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps it uh, be found more easily when people are searching for this type of content. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe in your favorite podcast player. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.